Everyone has a father, but not everyone has a father figure. The way a father interacts with his child, whether he is present, absent, or anything in between, can make or break how the child turns out. And for the man in today's episode, it broke him. So how does one turn that brokenness learned as a child into strength? Let's find out. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, and that includes sound effects. Just a heads up, some of the content in today's episode is not appropriate for our younger listeners. I'm Timothy Gregory, bringing you the story of a man who thought brute strength and lifting weights was all the strength he needed to get over his childhood trauma. But when it came to his emotional strength, he could barely budge the weight of the burden on his shoulders. We'll see just who could lift that burden for him on today's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. Also, you'll want to stick around because later we're going to give the rest of you an opportunity to enter yet another sweepstakes drawing for a prize. No, it's not a cash prize, but it is a prize, and I think it's a prize that you are really going to like if we draw your name. But first, let's get to it, folks. The true story of Doug Serland. It's your electric razor. What are you doing? I'm shaving off my hair. Are you crazy? No, I, I don't think so. All done! Now I look just like you, Dad. I'm not your dad. Are you making fun of me? No! I would never make fun of you. I want to be just like you. That's all. I'm sorry, Dad. I might be bald, but I look a lot better than you. You look like an idiot. And stop calling me Dad. I'm not your father. Introducing The Way, The Truth, and The Life. This is Unshackled, dramatizing true life stories produced in Chicago by Pacific Garden Mission. The Old Lighthouse is now in its 145th year of helping Chicago's homeless men, women, and children. No matter what brings them through our doors, we welcome all visitors with nourishing meals, fresh clothing, and a safe, clean place to sleep. Resident guests have the chance to attend rehabilitative and career-building classes free of charge, all thanks to financial gifts from our generous friends and listeners. Most importantly, the mission offers spiritual guidance to all who seek it, helping to fill their hunger for something beyond their immediate physical needs. When they're ready, many return to the world with a fresh perspective, eager to help others find the open secret to a new life which is what this program celebrates. Now for broadcast around the earth, here is episode number 3783 in the series Unshackled, the program that makes you face yourself and think. What happens when kids grow up in a broken home? Divorce upsets the lives of even the most stable and well-mannered children. When you add other struggles, like an absent parent and a stepfather who doesn't care, it's a recipe for disaster. The man in our story had no father to turn to, 
so his life lacked structure and discipline. He grew up physically and appeared to be a strong, confident man, but inside, he remained in a state of arrested development, unable to face the harsh realities of life. You'll hear what happened as we bring you the true story of Doug Serland, right now on Unshackled. My twin sister and I were born on July 19, 1964. Divorce wasn't too common back then, but when I was five years old, our dad cheated on mom got another woman pregnant. Mom couldn't handle the betrayal and insisted on a divorce. Later, she married our oil delivery man. He already had three kids of his own. Hey, kids, I'm home. Dad, yeah, you're home, Dad. Dad. And I brought you a special treat. I know you're tired of mom's cooking, so I stopped for some burgers and fries on the way home. Oh, oh, thanks, Dad. Wow! Sis, look at these kids' meals! We never get to eat fast food! But what are you so excited about, Doug? It's just, Mom never lets us eat fast food. Thanks for the special treat, Dad! How many times do I have to tell you? I'm not your dad. And these kids' meals are for my kids. Count them. Three kid meals, one for each of my kids. And nothing for me. That's right. You think I'm made of money? I have my own kids to worry about. If you're hungry, ask your mother to make you a sandwich. When my dad left, I did everything I could to impress my stepdad. I wanted a father figure so badly, but he didn't want me. He took every chance he got to remind me that I wasn't his real son. Eventually, I stopped trying to get on his good side and focused on my social life. I hung out with a wild crowd at school and started drinking heavily. Some of my friends got me into weightlifting. You're getting really strong, Doug. I'm gonna start calling you Kaz, after Bill Kazmaier, the famous weightlifter. Yeah, I know who Kaz is, Julie. I'm nowhere near his level yet. Uh, you'll never get to that level unless you start taking supplements. I'm already taking iron and eating lots of protein. Uh, that's not what I'm talking about. If you want to get to the next level, you'll need to take steroids. All the pros take them. You don't need that stuff, Doug. That's cheating. You don't need to take pills to get strong. Hey, are you going to take weightlifting advice from a girl? Let me know when you're ready to get serious. I know a guy who has what you need. Until that point, I'd never tried anything other than alcohol. Taking steroids opened up a new world for me. It was the beginning of a pill addiction that would plague me for decades. I joined the military after graduating high school. Growing up without a father, I lacked structure in my life, so the discipline and structure of army life came as a shock. I felt lonely and missed my high school friends. So when Christmas came around, I took the opportunity to come home for winter break. You say you've been having some neck pain? Yes, doctor. I think it started with boot camp. And you've also been lifting weights? That can put a lot of strain on your neck. I can't stop lifting. It's the only thing I've ever been good at. Well, my advice is to take it easy until the pain is gone. Now, I'm going to write your prescription for Percocet. That should help ease your pain while you recover. I couldn't stand the thought of going back to military life, but I didn't see any other options. Shortly after returning to the service, I took my bottle of pain pills swallowed the whole thing. I survived my suicide attempt, 
and received a medical discharge from the army. Once again, I was left on my own with no direction. With nowhere else to go, I went back to my home gym and found work as a personal trainer. My back and neck hurt from all the heavy lifting, but now I had pills to hide my pain. Keith, my older brother, noticed I was headed down the wrong path. Doug, I can tell you've been using again. <sighs> Is it really that obvious? Well, you're pretty good at hiding it, but I know the signs. I've been there before. Remember when I got thrown out of high school for drugs and crashing into a car while high? Yeah, I'd forgotten all about that. It's just so different now. Thank God. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I never thought that God would accept someone like me, but I learned that he loves me, and you, and has a plan for us if we believe in him. He does? Yes, even the most humble. It's hard to believe that God would even notice me, let alone love me. Well, when you repent of your sins and trust in Christ as Lord, it is the beginning of a new life, as a new man. Let's pray about it together. Even though we were on a public bus, Keith and I folded our hands and bowed our heads in prayer. I tried to believe in a God who would love me and die on the cross for me, but it just didn't take. Something else happened in my life that gave me a spark of hope. I heard about what happened in the army. Why didn't you tell me about your loneliness? I don't know, Julie. I kind of thought we drifted apart after high school. Maybe so, but I never stopped caring about you. Doug, promise me you'll never hurt yourself again. Whatever you need, I'm here to support you. Thanks. I appreciate that. I reconnected with Julie, one of my favorite girlfriends from high school. Before long, she gave birth to our baby girl. I was still floundering, but I was finally starting to sense the beginning of a purpose in my life. Then, the unexpected happened. Honey, can you come over here and hold the baby? Maybe you can get her to calm down. She's so fussy. I thought girls were supposed to be quiet. I hope our next baby is calmer than this one. Our next baby? You're already thinking about that? Doug, I'm pregnant again. What? You... You just gave birth to our daughter two months ago. Is that even possible? I guess it is. My doctor confirmed it. Oh, no. What are we going to do? I'll have to ask my sister for help. Maybe get a part-time job. We'll make it work. Raising an infant didn't get any easier. Each week I got my paycheck and spent every cent on formula, baby food, diapers, clothes, and bills. Now Julie was five months pregnant with our second child. I couldn't imagine supporting another kid. I could barely support the first one. So we took drastic measures. Well, Mrs. Serland, you're my last patient of the day. I'm a little nervous. I heard that late-term abortions are risky. What can I expect? I'll put you under anesthesia for the procedure, then I'll write your prescription for Valium to regulate your mood. You might experience some cramps and bleeding for the next few days. If it continues for more than a week, call your local abortion clinic. Will the procedure take long? No, no, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. We're all eager to get home for the holidays, aren't we? Now, is the anesthesia setting in yet? The anesthesia put my wife to sleep for several hours, but the procedure itself only took 15 minutes. That's how long it took to destroy the little life that had been growing inside of Julie for the past five months. 
We knew we'd feel guilty about our decision. We thought that guilt would pass in time. What we didn't expect was the nightmare that followed. Folks, we'll get back to Doug's story in just a moment, but first, I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 73rd year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now, let's get back to Doug's story. How are you feeling, Julie? You look so pale. Doug, pull over. Right now. I'm going to throw up. Okay. <laughs> Julie? What, what's wrong? Is that... Is that blood? Call an ambulance. Something's really wrong. The so-called doctor who performed Julie's abortion rushed through the procedure. He tore her uterus and failed to sew it up properly. When we got to the emergency room, another doctor gave us some shocking news. You're lucky to be alive, Mrs. Serland. You've lost a lot of blood. I know this is difficult to hear, but we're going to have to schedule a hysterectomy. That means I won't be able to have any more children. That's correct. <laughs> it's the only thing we can do to save your life. At the age of 19, Julie had surgery to remove her uterus. The doctor put her on hormones, which she'll need to take for the rest of her life. Everyone told us the abortion would be safe and over with quickly. They couldn't have been further from the truth. It changed her from a vibrant young lady into a woman with the body of a 60-year-old. We sued the abortionist for $4 million and won, but no amount of money could buy our baby back. And money couldn't buy us the chance to have more of our own children. I returned to the gym, still floundering, and worked out harder than ever, hoping to take my mind off my problems. Sorry to hear about Julie, man. That's rough. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, you okay, bud? My back. Again? I thought you were taking perks for that. Oh, my prescription ran out. They never give me enough. Well, if you need more, I know someone who can hook you up. One thing that money could buy was drugs. I kept pushing my limits at the gym, and my back pain was out of control. When my prescriptions ran out, I bought Percocet on the street. Sometimes I spent $500 to $1,000 a day on pills. And that's not the only trouble that came from my newfound wealth. 
Hey, Cass. Oh, hey, Amy. I can't stop thinking about that night last month. I'm trying to forget about it. I was having a rough patch in my marriage, but Julie needs me now. Well, I need you too, Doug. Well, you don't have me. I'm married. Last month was a mistake. Everyone makes mistakes. Come on, no one has to know about it. It will be our little secret. Sorry I gave you the wrong idea, Amy, but I really need you to leave me alone. Okay, I'll leave you alone, but it'll cost you. What? I heard all about your little settlement with the doctor. All I'm asking for is $10,000. That's nothing for a multimillionaire like you. Hey, I'm not as rich as you might think. I blew most of that on drugs. I don't have anything left for you. Fine. If you don't give me the money, I'll tell your wife all about what happened between us. You won't get the chance to. You're not going to blackmail me, Amy. I'll tell Julie myself, and you'll never hear from me again. You don't have the guts. But I did. Julie forgave me when I told her what happened. At least, she said she forgave me. But things are going to change around here. First, you're going to put the house deed in my name. Also, my sister's going to move in with us. She's going through a hard time right now, and it wouldn't hurt to have some extra help with our daughter. I... I guess I deserve that. Sure, honey. Whatever you want. When our wedding anniversary came along, Julie stepped out to buy me a present. She said she had a big surprise in store for me. I was taken aback by her kindness, but hopeful that her heart had softened towards me after everything I'd put her through. She didn't return for hours, and I started getting worried. Good evening, officer. Doug Serland? Yeah, is everything okay? Did something happen to my wife? Oh, your wife and daughter are fine. I'm letting you know that you have 24 hours to vacate her property. Please pack your things and find somewhere else to stay. Julie gave me the anniversary present I deserved. She kicked me out of our house and filed for divorce. Worse, she made a deal with the judge to limit custody of my daughter to one visit per week, supervised. Without my family, I felt alone in the world again. Little did I know that I still had people in the world who cared about me. Keith, it's always good to see you. Thanks for treating me to breakfast. My pleasure, Mom. I really needed someone to talk to. What's on your mind, son? It's Doug. He's having a lot of trouble after the divorce, and I think he's going to start using drugs again, if he hasn't already. Oh, well, he needs our support. Have you told him how God helped you get clean? Tons of times. He even prayed with me about it. But I don't think it sank in. Mm, I know it's frustrating. But I remember it took a while before you believed, too. We'll just have to keep praying about it. Do you want to pray with me now, Mom? Of course. Heavenly Father, our Doug is in a lot of trouble right now. And he needs you to break free of his destructive patterns. Thank you for helping me when I struggled with addiction. Won't you please help Doug? Please make yourself known to him and lead him to righteousness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With nowhere else to go, I moved in with one of my old girlfriends and mooched off of her. I didn't care about her much, and I wasn't serious about our relationship. But she let me stay with her for free. That meant more money for me to spend on drugs. But money was dwindling away fast, 
I had to find another way to feed my pill addiction. Are you? What on earth are you doing with that knife? Yeah, I'm trying to cut my finger off. Are you crazy? Doug, I'm calling the cops. No, no, no. It'll be quick. I need more pills. I need the doctor to give me more pills. You're insane! Get out of my house! After that, I stayed at a homeless shelter trying to get clean. They told me I could stay there for one year. Miraculously, I still had my job working as a personal trainer at the gym. One October day in 2011 after work, I found a religious pamphlet at the bus stop. I picked it up so I'd have something to read on the ride home. The love of a father. <laughs> I never had a good father, but at least I can read about one. Let's see here. Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. We live in a fallen world, and everyone has skeletons in their closet. But God knows about everything, and he loves us just the same. We all deserve punishment. <laughs> Boy, ain't that the truth. But God gave us a special gift that can save us from that punishment. Salvation through his son, Jesus Christ, who God sent to live on earth and to die on a cross to pay the price for our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This everlasting life is a free gift available to anyone who repents of their sin and trust in Christ as Lord and Savior. For whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Are you saved? <laughs> Am I? I got off the bus and walked into my room at the shelter. I had a roommate there, another man who hung out in that little room all day and never left. On this night, though, he wasn't there. I had the peace and privacy to do what I'd wanted to do since reading that pamphlet on the bus. Dear Heavenly Father, I thought I grew up without a father. If I knew you were there watching over me that whole time, my life might have turned out very different. I now know that you've seen everything I've done in my life. The cheating, drinking, drug use, even encouraging my wife to abort our baby. It's hard to believe you could ever forgive me for that. It's hard to forgive myself. But I pray for your forgiveness, because I want to live the rest of my life looking up to you as my father. Will you be my father and savior? I spent the next three hours on my knees, praying until the dinner call. When I got up to look in the mirror, I saw myself as a brand new man. After 47 years of trying to run away from my problems, I had the peace and the courage to face them through my new faith in Jesus Christ. My trials and tribulations didn't end when I got saved. The following year, my doctor diagnosed me with an aggressive form of prostate cancer. Christopher? <laughs> Finally! Uh, sorry, I, I met Christopher Brewer? My appointment was over an hour ago. 
What's going on? I'm, I'm sorry, but we're, we're running a little bit late today. Thank you for your patience. I hope the doctor sees you soon. My appointment's running late, too. I'm in the worst pain of my life. I need more Percocet. I try to avoid those myself. A doctor gave me pills for neck pain once, and the next thing you know, I was hooked. That happened to a friend of mine. He's still addicted to heroin. How did you get clean? Well, the old me would have abused pills to escape, but the new me prays for strength. Can I tell you about a friend who sticks closer than a brother? I try to use every opportunity to share the love of Christ to all I encounter within the hospitals and doctor's offices that I visit due to my illness. And now, I found a good church and go out witnessing prostitutes and drug addicts who think no one could love and value them. In this street preaching of telling others about the Lord Jesus Christ, I've been beaten up, robbed, but through it all, I count it an honor to suffer for my God. I tell everyone that God knows everything about them. And while we were yet sinners, he still loved us enough to die for us. A father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. For 47 years, Doug lived without a father figure to guide him in the right direction. Through Jesus Christ, he found what he'd been looking for. He found the strength and confidence to cope with life's problems without using drugs. Under God's guidance, he saved up enough money to buy his own gym so he can help others strengthen their bodies. More importantly, he witnesses to people who are going through what he's been through and teaches them the secret to inner strength and a life of peace through faith. You can find that same strength and peace and most importantly, eternal salvation if you turn to Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you need help in making this crucial decision, we encourage you to call 1-888-NEED-HIM. Now, we love hearing from our listeners here on the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, so send us your questions and we'll answer them here. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We'd love to hear from you. Now, before we get to our sweepstakes drawing info, I just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast, and don't forget to check out our other podcasts on this same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. All right, the new prize for this sweepstakes contest is yet another beautiful wooden scripture plaque. The verse on this one is 2 Chronicles 16.9. For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. This plaque is gorgeous. It's contrasting chestnut brown outer ring and the light brown inner ring of the bark truly shows the diversity of God's creation. If you'd like a peek at this scripture plaque, you're welcome to visit our podcast website, 
unshackledpodcast.org and stop by the audio drama page for a picture. The deadline to enter is September 2nd. And next time... Everything they taught us just lies. How could they deceive us for so long? Because they control everything. Not anymore. The truth is coming out everywhere. How would anyone learn about God if the word for him doesn't even exist and there are no churches or Bibles? The regime, they killed for no reason. Be very careful, Ada. They are atheists. They don't believe in God. Who is God anyway? He rules everything. And you must not say anything bad against him. I know they say bad things about God in school, but when they do, just don't say anything. Don't miss the remarkable testimony of an Albanian woman's liberation. You spend too much time on religion, Ada. God is more important than the world to me, Daddy. You're wasting your life on this. It's what I decided to do, and I'm doing it. The true testimony of a woman we're calling Ada, coming soon on Unshackled. Heard in the true story of Doug Serland were Brian Plaharchik, Mara-Kate Burns, John Green, Evan Armacost, Allison Voller, and Mark Forrest. Original music, Caleb Tolleson. Sound effects, Holly Krajewski. Recording and audio engineer, David Pierczynski. Script, Chrissy Spallone. That's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>